I am just excited about today. We are going to wrap up the three voices. And I'm telling you, I'm excited to hear how the Lord is going to just uh, finalize all of this. I woke up this morning and he began to minister to me regarding uh, the third. He says, I want you to talk about my voice. And I'm like, okay, God, no problem. <laughs> We're going to talk about your voice. It's not a problem at all. And we had such a wonderful time on last night with the questions that was asked. And I am so, I'm praying to the Lord that the questions that were asked and uh, you all begin to take in what the Holy Spirit of God has allowed um, allowed to come through my mouth for your life. Just, just take it all in and allow the Lord to just continue to minister to you because I'm telling you, we're coming to the end of this year and the end of this year, the Lord is definitely speaking very loudly and very clearly concerning what it is, what's to come and, you know, how we're ending. It's absolutely phenomenal. So good morning to every last one of you, my key team. Good morning to you and all of you who are chiming in from, from wherever you're listening in from. I want to say thanks for joining us as we begin to release those keys and those hearts. And those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we experience the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there is nothing that anyone can do about it. Let's say the name Jesus all up and down the timeline as we go into a word of prayer on this Wisdom Wednesday. My favorite day of the week is when I begin to teach the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you and we magnify your holy name for truly there is no God like you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. And God, we glorify you and we thank you for what you're going to say today. Holy Spirit of God, speak. Holy Spirit of God, move. Holy Spirit of God, lead and guide as we begin to conclude what it is that you have set forth for us to conclude in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So... Thanks, Gail, for your stars. Um, go with me to John, the 10th chapter and the 27th verse. John, got a lot of scripture here today that um, that I want to just, I'm gonna, just going to be throwing out scripture this morning, and then you're going to just read it on your own time, right? And this is my favorite uh scripture here one of my favorite scriptures it says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me colon and let's read verse 20 uh 20 is 20 let's read verse 27 10 27 and 28 colon and i give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand so clearly the bible is saying that in order for us to be rooted in and steadfast in God, we have to know his voice. We've been talking about our voice. We've been talking about the enemy's voice. But let's talk about God's voice today. Let's talk about his voice. Because when we talk about his voice, um, we could, you know, we can kind of put like the cherry on top of the cake with this, right? Because there was uh, one of my greatest struggles or one of my greatest the fights of my life is hearing the voice of God. It's it has always I mean I used to just carry on with hearing the voice of God, right? And um and then the the the, the worst part about hearing the voice of God is when you hear the voice of God and then he goes silent. <laughs> and then he goes silent on you. 
Um, and then you're trying to figure out what what's going on because he's not saying anything. But I've learned in those moments where he's not saying anything is that he's testing me. Um, and he's testing my endurance and he's, 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 he's perfecting, uh, the fruit of the spirit within me. I've learned by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, that these are the moments where, when I didn't hear him, uh, he was perfecting who he is within me and creating a durability, uh, within me that would help me to endure beyond what I thought I was capable of enduring, right? And these are pivotal moments when it comes down to your walk with Christ because these moments will make you almost feel like just, you know, th these moments will 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 really challenge your, um, your faith. They will challenge your faith. But uh, I'm reminded in the Bible where Jesus himself felt like his father had left him and he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. I mean, in my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which means that the Holy Spirit of God um, wasn't audibly speaking to his son or he felt like he felt like his presence wasn't there. Let me just say that he felt like his presence was not there because God is Jesus is God. And so when Jesus speaks, God speaks. And so it's not that God wasn't saying anything. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe that's what it was. I believe that he he felt that the presence of his father was not there because if they are one you know then when 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 God when Jesus speaks God speaks he said because when you hear me you hear my father but I believe that when his presence um was missing and even when his presence is missing he's still speaking in a sense it's a silent a silent voice um of the holy spirit of God of God you know, and that's just me, you know, he's because he's, he's, he's sovereign and he's everywhere and his voice is everywhere. So even in silence, he's speaking, his voice is there, even in his presence and him, not all of be speaking, his voice is still there. And, and I know it doesn't sound quite right, but it does sound right. And the interpretation of his silence will, the interpretation of his silence will allow you to hear his voice. And I know it doesn't make any sense, but it makes plenty of sense. And so it makes sense to me. This is just the way my brain is set up. So even in his silence, he's speaking because the transliteration of the silence, it interprets an audible sound in my spirit. And so uh, understanding this and knowing this will help us to become more comforted even in the silence. And so God says, my sheep, they know my voice. And I put up something here, a meme. And this meme that I put up, um, it says God's voice is, it calms, it comforts, it it convicts, it encourages, it enlightens, it leads, it reassures, and it stills. And what it means when it says it stills, it's a still small voice and it will still you in an area of your life where you feel anxious, it, it, it will still you where you worry. And then you see the voice of the enemy on the side. It says it's obsess it obsesses, it worries, it condemns, it discourages, it confuses, it pushes, it frightens, it rushes. And these are, this is the most accurate, um, simple uh, description between the two voices that I could find. These are the, the two, this is the most simplest form uh, without going too deep. Uh, with, with staying on the basic level of understanding, this is the simplest form or description of what I could find that would be able to differentiate between the two voices. Because we know what your voice is. Your voice is a desire, right? 
And so now God says, my sheep know my voice and another, they will not follow. And so we speak to God through prayer and, 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 and he can speak to us in different ways. But the primary way that God speaks to us today is through the Bible, his word. I love Wisdom Wednesdays. Uh, this is what he does. He primarily speaks to us through his word, right? And so when you feel like you haven't heard God speaking, and when you feel like you need to hear God speaking, use his word, right? Use his word. Because in 2 Timothy the third chapter, it begins to talk about how the scripture uh, is God-breathed and that it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, and so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the voice of God is his word, and his word is his voice, and it begins to thoroughly equip us for the good work of God, for the purpose that he has in our life. Because I found out that many times what happens is we are wanting the answer from God, right? We're wanting the Lord to speak. We're wanting him to speak. But what we have done is we've defined how his voice should come to us. We define what it is that we've, we've defined how he should speak. We, we've defined as sheep, God, we want you to speak this way. And this is just the way that you're going to speak. And, and then what happens is we dismiss it, right? It's like like Rhoda. It's like Rhoda's door. You know, when Peter got locked up, when Peter got locked up and, and you'll read about it in scripture, Peter got locked up. And when Peter got locked up, um, they were all at Mary's house and they were praying. And then there was a knock at the door. And then Rhoda went to the door and she heard the sound of Peter and she heard the sound of Peter, but she didn't believe that Peter was free because he was bound based upon what she saw. Right. She heard the voice of Peter at the door. And she heard the voice of Peter knocking at the door, but because what she saw with her natural eyes, the voice she heard, she canceled it. So they were in Mary's house praying for Peter to be released. But when Peter was released, the voice that was knocking at the door, when she went to the door, she didn't believe. So her their prayer was answered, but they didn't receive the prayer and they didn't receive the answer because of what they saw. And, and Peter began to say, you know, it's me. And Rhoda was like, oh my gosh. She went back and she said, it sounded like Peter at the door. It sounded like Peter at the door, but it can't be Peter because basically he's locked up. Her natural eyes and their natural understanding of the last place where they saw Peter was he was behind bars, but they were praying and their prayer was answered, but they couldn't receive their answer in the beginning because they didn't believe that the answer was at the door because of the because of what they saw. And so a lot of times what happens is, is we our answers are before us, but because we can't believe that the answer is before us because of what we see, we totally dismiss the answer that's come before us. And so it's extremely powerful that we understand the voice of God and how he speaks because we'll miss God in a season where the answer is standing right in front of us, right? And so now, Hebrews, the third chapter and the 15th verse, it says, when you hear the voice of God, don't harden your hearts. You know, don't, don't, don't harden your hearts. And a lot of times we harden our hearts because now it's not the way we desire for, for God to speak. And we then harden our hearts. And, and, and when we harden our hearts, we dismiss our answer when we then begin to harden our hearts. And so receiving the Holy Spirit of God is just relaxing. Again, it calms, it comforts, it convicts. The Holy Spirit of God convicts you of sin. The Holy Spirit of God convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit of God convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit of God. And so what happens is we're talking to someone 
who we're waiting for the answer. But when the answer comes, we don't we don't want to receive the answer. It, this can't be God. And, and, and I'm still waiting for you, Lord. And the Lord is saying, yeah, but did you read my word? <laughs> because my word is given for reproof. My word is given for instruction. My word is giving for rebuking, for correcting, for training in what? In righteousness. And I found out, I found out the more you study the word of God, the more keen you become when it comes to hearing the voice of God, no matter if it comes through symbolism, no matter if it comes through a type of voice, you will hear the voice of God and it will transliterate or trans, it will interpret into audible in your spirit. I found this out. And because I found this out, this is why I study the word of God so that I do. Because I, anytime I'm going through something, I sit still and wait to hear that still small voice in my spirit. I don't move until I hear that still small voice in my spirit. And it has to be a peaceful voice because you realize something about sheep. If, if I want you to, I want you to look at sheep. Sheep are very fickle minded. This just the way we are as sheep. I don't know if whether or not anyone has ever seen that meme where the shepherd went in and got the sheep, got the sheep out of the ditch and he and the sheep, you know, uh, came on out. The shepherd went inside of the ditch, got the sheep out the ditch. The sheep got out the ditch. The shepherd got out the ditch. And as the shepherd was walking that way, the sheep turned right back around and fell right back into the ditch. Why would you go back into where God rescued you from? He pulled you out of some place, but then you went right back into the place. It didn't make any sense. Sheep are very fickle minded. This is why the Bible says he leads me besides the still waters because sheep are even afraid to cross over still waters. They won't go over the still waters. They get to the still waters and they're like, okay, well, what do we do with the still waters? Uh, you cross over, you know, sheep. And this is how we are. We're very fickle minded. It is what it is. God's sheep, they what? They know his voice. If a whole lot of noise, a sheep can be very still. And as a sheep is very still, what happens is if they hear a whole lot of noise, chaos, they'll break out and start running someplace. Where are you running to? Oh, I'm just running because I don't know what I'm running from. I'm just running. That's how sheep are. This is why the shepherd has to be very still, calm, loving, uh, related, uh, touchable, intimate with his sheep. Because what happens is, is that sheep require a very calm atmosphere. This is why they end up, they're in the pastures. They're in the pastures. They're in the field. They're not out where the traffic is and they're not out with a lot of people. They're not out. Why? Because it is an intimate time between them and their shepherd. God himself puts the cattle in a place of intimacy. And so he puts them in a place where the shepherd can touch them, where the shepherd can love them, where the shepherd can, can, can watch them grow up. So he puts them in a place where there is an ability for calmness, comfort, convicting. No, no, don't do that. Encourages. You can do that. Enlightens. Wow. L watch this. L leads. Come here. Follow me. Assures. You got this. And still be still and know that I'm God. And so these areas where the Holy Spirit of God begins to teach us his nature, begins to teach us his character, begins to teach us how he begins to speak to us, right? So he says, I need you to calm down in the midst of the storm. I, I, God comforts me. He's the one that comforts me, right? And so now he says, I now need to convict you 
of sin. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then I need to encourage you. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Then he enlightens you. And he says, I will not have you ignorant concerning the devices of the enemy. Then he leads you. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Then he reassures you. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a chosen generation. Then he steals you. He leads me besides the still waters. And so everything that's found in this meme is absolutely found in scripture. Definitely. And then you have the voice of the enemy. He obsesses. Oh, he obsesses. He worries you. He worries you. And the Bible clearly says, do not worry and do not be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your request known what? Unto the Lord. And what happens is when the enemy is speaking, we don't make our request known unto the Lord. We don't. We just don't. We, we, we just don't. Because out of our emotions and our unhealthy emotions, we begin to follow the leading of worryation. We begin to follow the leading of condemnation and condemnation runs you away from God. Conviction runs you to him. This is how you can discern between the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God and the condemnation of the enemy. Because the enemy, when you do something wrong, he he causes you to clam up and run away from the church, from God, from people of God. He tries to make you feel so bad that you are not worthy. So now what happens is you run away instead of running to the Holy Spirit of God. If you ever want to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit of God, mess up. I'm telling you, mess up right quick. Just mess up. When you mess up, you will quickly discern the voice of the Holy Spirit of God versus the voice of the enemy because the voice of the Holy Spirit of God convicts. The voice of the enemy condemns. The voice of the Holy Spirit of God will pull you to him. The voice of the enemy will pull you away from God. Remember now, the voice of the enemy will always lead you away from scripture, will always lead you into sin, will always lead you away from the will of God. The voice of the enemy confuses. God is not the author of confusion. He's just not. The voice of the enemy discourages. Why did you do that? You shouldn't have did that. What in the world did you, how did you do that? Anyway, the, the voice of the enemy pushes, pushes you away from the will of God, pushes you away from people, pushes you away. The voice of the enemy, what? Frightens. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I can't do this. You can't do that. Look at that. You, you, you afraid. Are you afraid of doing that? Ooh, you're scared. So you have to be able to discern the voice of the enemy. The voice of the enemy will rush you to do something. He doesn't want you to be still because he wants you to operate in your unhealthy emotions. So you'll make you'll make impulsive decisions because now you feel a rush to do something and there's no peace. And so you have to understand the difference between the two, because as you cross over into a chronological time of, of that's called New Year, <laughs> that 90 percent of the body of Christ celebrates versus the Jewish calendar, but that's another topic within itself. So we're celebrating two times here. We're celebrating the Jewish time and we're celebrating, I'm, I'm already in the new year, so it doesn't even make a difference. I crossed over the new year back in 20 months ago, right? Because I, I follow both calendars uh, for the sake of 
balance and understanding, I guess, but I'm more leaning, I lean towards more the Jewish calendar versus the chrono, more than the Gentile calendar. But it, that's another topic within itself. So as we begin to follow the chronological time and the Gentile calendar uh, of, of uh, the coming into the new year, what happens is, is that the spirit of God wants us to know his voice. He wants us to be able to hear him. So now the Bible says, watch this. The Bible then begins to speak of many different ways the Holy Spirit of God begins to speak. He speaks by fire. He speaks by wind. He speaks by, but he speaks, his voice sounds like thunder. His voice sounds like, like the roars of the sea. And so there are many ways the Holy Spirit of God begins to speak, but the most simplistic and the most basic way and the most primary way that God speaks is through the Bible. It is through his Holy Word. Now, I want to tell you something that's absolutely going to, um, to help you. I'm going to tell you something that's absolutely going to help you when it comes down to hearing the voice of God, uh, discerning the voice of God. Because you hear him, you just have to discern. <laughs> Let me say that, right? Because remember now, the only reason why you struggle with hearing the voice of God is because you already hear the voice of God. But but what happens is now you have to discern. See, when you grow in the grace and you grow in the things of God, uh, you have to discern his voice in the realm of growth. Let me say that one more time. You have to learn how to discern the voice of God in the realm of growth. So where you were last month, you, you might have heard him last month and you were okay with him last month. But this month, now you're struggling because now there's been an impartation and there's been some spiritual growth. And so now because there's been a spiritual growth. And so now what happens is, let's look at it this way. If you're a parent, you're a parent. Uh, the, the sound of your children's voice begins to change the older they get. And the sound begins to change based upon how they grow, what they've learned, and, and the tones. You, you begin to hear your children in a different sound, a different voice. And then you have to discern the realm of the spirit. So three months ago, okay, but now here it is another three months. And it's like, okay, God, uh, yeah, because now you have to discern in the realm of growth. narrative that you begin to uh, study the word of God because this is where you're going to start learning and in this realm of growth. Am I making sense here? Is it's not that you don't hear God, you just have a growth where you are. There's a there's a place of growth sounds different, but it's the same. Glory, right? We go from glory to glory. And so now God says, I need for you now to discern my voice in this realm that you're in right now because I've taken you higher. You've grown in this realm. So it's not that you, that you have a problem hearing my voice. Now we have to voice in the realm that you're in, right? Because even when uh, Jeremiah, let's, let's go there right quick. I want to go there right quick. And one of the, one of the, one of the ways that the spirit of God will begin to speak to you. my husband, he says something um, just so amazing because, um, you know, when I met him, he was a strong Baptist. Not only did he, did he pick out those ugly shoes, <laughs> he was a strong Baptist. And so being a strong Baptist, 
um, there were some things that he had some challenges with. And one of the challenges that he had was hearing the voice of God. And so when I asked him, um, as the Lord began to perfect him and mature him in this realm, because it's not that he never had a relationship with the Lord. He had a relationship with the Lord, but he shifted his spirit, his spirit shifted. And when his spirit shifted, he shifted into an apostolic and prophetic realm, which means that how he used to hear the Lord, now he's in another realm and he doesn't hear the Lord the way he heard him back when he did not encounter what he had to encounter being married to me. So when the spirit of God began to develop him and begin to uh, train him on how to hear his voice in this new realm that he was in, I asked him, I said, how did you hear the Lord? And how do you hear the Lord so accurately? Can you tell me? Because one day he said to this woman, he said, there's a red journal that you got in your drawer and there's a red journal and in your red journal, you're writing blah, blah. And I'm looking at him like, how in the heck did you hear that? <laughs> right? like, wait, 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 why? What do you say, Lord? And so, and so I know that he's God's prophet, right? And so I said to him, you know, he's so accurate when it comes down to certain things and, and, and the Lord's going to do the Lord. And I said to him, well, you know, when I first met you, you weren't doing none of that. And then I'm smiling. I'm kind of sort of like, I'm like a jealous and I'm like, okay, what, how did you, what is going on here? Yeah. Hello, somebody. Right. And I'm like, hello, God. It's me. This, this man who was a Baptist and came in and didn't even hear you like this. He's hearing you with clarity. But talk to me. The man can tell you what color jaws you got. Hello. Right. And so I said to him, I said, how are you hearing the Lord like that? Cause I was amazed. You know, I was just amazed. I was, you know, and so, um, he, you know, he says, you're amazed at me. I'm amazed at you. So we're having this amazed conversation, right? So I said, tell me, tell me, what does the voice of the Lord sound like in your spirit? And he says, oh, the voice of the Lord sounds like you. I was like, what? And he says, oh, no, no, no. He sounds like you. I always know when the spirit of the Lord is talking to me because his voice sounds like your voice. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Hello. can you use my voice, please? Can you? Is there somebody that you can use in my life that sounds like you, that sounds like them? to help me, Lord, you know, but he says no, right? So anyway, um, it's like uh, Eli and Samuel. So Samuel heard the voice of Eli. And and, and so now there's a difference now. Uh, and, and, and the voice of God sounded like the voice of Eli, his priest. So most of the time when you hear the voice of God in your spirit, it will sound like your pastor. Okay, let me let that sit. It would sound like your pastor, uh, the voice of God sometimes, uh, because the voice of, of the Holy Spirit of God will sound like your pastor. The voice of the Holy Spirit of God will sound like someone that has had a great uh, ability to impart into your life. Uh, impartation. You, you will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit of God, um, and and you will sense the presence of the Holy Spirit of God because um, somebody said something last night about smells. Uh, I would often hear most of the time, if not all the time, uh, my spiritual children would say, "I smelled you, and I smelled your fragrance in my home, or I smelled your fragrance while I was at work. I smelled you." Well, you didn't smell me. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit of God using my smell. To, to 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 let you know that his presence is there. Cause I ain't I ain't there. <laughs> I'm not there with you, right? And so you have to learn how the voice of the Holy Spirit of God is transliterated into your atmosphere. So here we go, Jeremiah, right? So Jeremiah 
begins to speak to the Lord and the Lord begins to speak to, uh, 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 the, to the Holy the, God begins to speak to Jeremiah, right? So here it is when the spirit of God begins to use symbol, symbols, symbolism. He says, uh, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou came out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee to be a prophet to the nations. Now, first of all, let me explain something to you. The sound of the prophet and the hearing of the prophet is different from the hearing of a sheep. Because because prophets uh, are sheep, so they hear in a dual realm. They hear my sheep know my voice, but yet they're prophetic. That's another teaching within itself. So there is a there is a strength in the prophet's hearing that uh, that is perfected through the Holy Spirit of God, because the prophet's hearing is different. It. it it's the same as the sheep, but it's different. There are two realms of hearing when it comes down to the prophetic ear gate. That's another topic within itself. Please believe me, y'all. There's so much that the Lord has released in my spirit until it would absolutely blow your mind. But anyway, here the Lord is speaking to his prophet. So a sheep that thinks they're supposed to hear at the level of a prophet will oftentimes become discouraged because what happens is the sheep doesn't have the ear gate of the prophet. The ear canal is different. The understanding and the mind is different because there are a, there is a dual realm of hearing when it comes down to the called of God. These callings, the called of God, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, the, the prophet, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher. These are two different realms of hearing. Uh, their ear gates, their canal, their ear canal are different. There's a there's a dual hearing there and a, and a, and a, and a, a, an in-depth understanding which connects to the ear gate. But that's a whole nother teaching within itself. So you trying to hear like a prophet will often discourage you and it'll also it will and the enemy will slip into that. And what he'll do is he'll slip into it and make you feel like you've done something wrong because you're not hearing like a prophet. So let me dismiss that out the way. Let me get let me get that out the way right now. I'm going to get that out the way because when there is a particular assignment that God has given you, the, 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 the canal, the, the spiritual canal of, of, of your body, Lord have mercy, of your spiritual body is, is built differently. This, that's another topic within itself. So here we got the prophet. The prophet begins to say, uh, Lord, I can't speak for I'm a child. And here's what the Lord said. Say not that I'm a child, for, for thou shall go into all that I send thee, and whatever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Then God begins to do different things. And then he begins to say, Jeremiah, he says, watch this. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time. He says, what seeth thou? What do you see? Here, the Lord is using symbolic. He's, he's speaking symbolically. And he's saying, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see a seething pot. I see a seething pot and the face of it is towards the north and the spirit of God begins to translate what the seething pot was. So this is why I said the voice of God can be translated into audible when you understand symbolism and typology. And when you understand this, you won't limit the voice of God to only being spoken audibly.
You will translate the voice of God to become audible in your spirit. Am I making sense here? <laughs> this, is, this is powerful. <laughs> Thank you, Candy, for this line. It's very powerful. And so here you have to understand something that the Bible says that God's sheep, they know his voice and they will not follow no one else. And you will not be plucked out of his hands because when you get to learn the voice of God, with, excuse me, when you get to learn to discern the sound of God, let me just say this, the sound, because you hear his voice, you have to discern the sound. Oh, Lord Jesus, that was good. You, you hear his voice, but you have to discern the sound, right? So you hear the voice of your child, but as your child grows older, you now have to discern the sound that you've never heard before in his voice. So what happens is you have to now discern the sound of the Holy Spirit of God at another level. Because you already hear his voice. This is why the enemy makes you feel like you don't hear him. Don't harden your heart when you hear his voice, right? Remember now, 2 Timothy begins to say that all scripture is breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness. So the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. So every sheep, his diet should be the word of God, right? So now the diet of a sheep should be the word of God. The, the, the green pastures is the word of God. So his daily diet to eat, to maintain his weight uh, should be and to become useful is the word of God. So the word of God is your grass. Can I just say that? Sheep, the word of God is your grass and your grass is the word of God. Not only is the daily bread as well. Yes, but symbolically, symbolically, you are a sheep. So symbolically, your meal is the word of God, your meal, because this is why the word of God is here. It is here for the sheep to eat. <laughs> OK, and so now uh, 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 God does speak. He, 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 he speaks in Job 33, 14. It will tell you for God does speak now in no way. Another though, no one perceives it. No one what knows it. No one discerns it. God does speak, Joe says, but no one discerns the voice of the Lord. We're so busy looking for God to speak through man until we've dismissed him speaking in our own spirit. <laughs> we've, we've, we've done this, right? And so now, so now you have to understand that, that, that first Peter three and two, his ears are attentive unto the prayers of the righteous. So God hears you. He's waiting for you to understand and know that you hear him. Remember now uh, we read, uh, let's, let's go back to John the 10th chapter. Well, let's go back to John the 10th chapter. Go back to John the 10th chapter. And we read in John the 10th chapter that the reason why you don't believe you hear him, the reason why you don't hear him is because you don't believe you heard him. What is it that you need to do to know that you hear the Lord? Believe. How do I know? The scripture says it. I have told you and you believe me not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you did not believe me <laughs> because you are not my sheep. You have to believe you hear the voice of God where you are right now, because I'll ask you again, who are you talking to and who are you waiting to answer? Because you are waiting for someone to answer you that you're talking to that you've already dismissed their voice. Harden not your heart. <laughs> you harden not your heart because the Bible says in first Peter third chapter, it says that God's ears are attentive to the prayers of what the righteous, the prayers of the righteous, right? You will hear God's voice behind you. You'll hear him wherever you go. The book of Job, the book of Isaiah, it tells you in the book of Isaiah, the third, 30th chapter, whether you turn to the right or left, your ears will hear God's voice behind you. It says, this is the way just walk in it. And so when you understand and you can discern the voice of God, 
the sound of God. Let me say the voice of God. Let me say the sound of God. When you can discern his sound, then you will know his voice. <laughs> Blessed, Lou said. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed are those who can hear the word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And, and obey the word of God. Watch this. Matthew 7, 24. It talks to you about hearing the words of God and putting them into practice. As you begin to see when you really believe the word of God, you put into practice the word of God. When you really believe the word of God, you put into practice the word of God. This begins to train you to hear the sound of God. When you begin to put into practice the word of God, you yourself. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, watch this, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So now if I build my house on the rock, that means that I have the ability to stand against anything that tries to come and contaminate my spirit. So what happens is you have to put into practice what you've heard. And the only way you're going to put into practice what you've heard is if you believe you be, if you is if you believe what you heard. And so if I believe what I heard, I'm going to do what I've heard through the word of God through studying according to what it is given to me for to eat so i've eaten and i have into i have digested the word of god so well that now i've heard the word of god and watch this now the spirit of god is unctioning me without an audible sound to do the word of god because now i become the word you understand so now the word of god is leading me and i don't even know the word of god is leading me i'm just doing what the word of god says and don't even know i'm doing the word of god says because now i have digested what i've eaten and this is why it's imperative that we understand. Somebody said, oh, I'm getting an understanding today. <laughs> Watch this. You have to understand. The Bible says, the Bible says that, you know, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Do not go against what the word of God says. This is how you begin to learn the word of God. And, and, and here's what John says. He says, by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. John 5 and 30. Let's go there. John, the fifth chapter, verse 30. I love the word of God. I, I really do. <laughs> John, the fifth chapter and the 30th verse. Let's go there right quick. See what the Bible says here. John, the fifth chapter and 31st. It says here, I can of mine own self do nothing as I hear I judge. What did you say, John? What, what did you just say? As I hear, I judge. But how can you judge if you don't know? Uh, no judge judge according to what he doesn't know. He studied the law. He studied what he's supposed to use to judge what is presented before him as a case. And so now if you don't have, if you're hearing the voice of the Lord, how can you judge or discern? If, see, because all discerning is, is judging. I am discerning the sound of God to hear his voice at a level on a realm that I've never been before. So how can I rightly judge what I'm hearing if, the, if I have not studied the law? No judge can judge according to what he doesn't know. He studied the law and has been validated to judge what's been presented to him. And so the, when, when you hear things and things have been presented to you, 
What have you studied so that you can judge what's been presented to you? This is all discernment is. So the Holy Spirit of God begins to become magnified in you so that you can lead to him to help judge what you don't know how to judge. He then begins to judge what you hear. He does. Because here it is. He says, watch this. I can of mine own self do nothing as I what? As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is what? Just. My judgment is just, watch this, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father, which what? Has sent me. This is what Jesus said. <laughs> Jesus said, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. I judge according my ways of judging. I am the word. So because I am the word, Jesus says, I said John, but it's Jesus. He says, I of my own self can't do anything. This is Jesus talking. I, of my own self, I can't do nothing. So if Jesus himself says, I of my own will can't do anything, what, 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 I of my own self can't do anything, what makes you think you could do something on your own? <laughs> Come on, somebody. You're going to be all right. I of my own self can't do nothing. As I hear, I judge. As Jesus himself hears, he judges. What? As he hears, he judges. As he hears whatever comes into his atmosphere, he begins to judge what's in his atmosphere because he understands that he must discern what he is hearing, he must discern it. And he says, and my judgment is what? It's just. Why is my judgment just? Because I am the word. And so what comes into my atmosphere, I discern and judge what I hear because I am just. So I discern it based upon who I am because I don't even seek my will. I seek the will of the father. And so learning the voice of God, discerning the voice of God is learning how to discern to interpret his voice. <laughs> Am I making sense here? Am I, am I making sense here? Remember now, remember now, the voice of the Lord, the voice of God. Let's look at it again. The voice of God, the voice of God begins to calm, it comforts, it convicts. Now, if the Holy Spirit of God convicts you and you don't follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God, you have hardened your heart towards God. You, you've made a decision to harden your heart and rebel against God when you don't follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. He encourages you. He enlightens you. He leads you. He reassures you. He steals you. Now, let me help you understand something. Let me help you with something. If you get around somebody who calms you, who comforts you, who convicts you, who encourages you, who enlightens you, who leads you, who reassures you, who steals you, that's God using them to do that. that that's, that's his presence in your life. That's his presence in your life. If you have somebody who's obsessive, who's worried, who condemns you, who discourages you, who confuses you, who pushes you away from God, who, who frightens you and who rushes you to do things, then that's the enemy using them. That's the enemy using them. That's the enemy using them. That, that's the enemy using them in your life. But if you're around someone and they're calm and they comfort you and they convict you when you do wrong in a way that will help you learn how to do better, and it doesn't matter what they say, you, you do better because you know that they only have your best interests at heart. And they encourage you when you feel discouraged and they enlighten you on things that's going on in your life and they help you and they, they help Help lead you towards the will of God and they, they reassure you that everything's going to be okay and they give you a, a place of stillness. That is the Holy Spirit of God using them in your life and speaking to them and through them in your life. But the enemy doesn't want you to be around that person. So he will then send someone who's obsessive, who causes you to worry, who condemns you, who discourages you, who confuses you, who pushes you, who frightens you, who rushes you. That be the enemy using them. 
And then you interpret his voice by his actions. You can interpret the voice of God through the actions of people in your atmosphere. Oh, Lord, this is some good teaching today. You can interpret the voice of who's speaking in your atmosphere based upon how they react in your atmosphere. You will then begin to interpret the voice of who's speaking in your atmosphere. Whose voice are you hearing? My sheep. Let's go back to John, the 10th chapter. 25. And Jesus answered them. I told you and you believe me not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe me not because you are not my sheep. And as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Who are you listening to in this season? What sound are you embracing in your spirit? The Holy Ghost has given us extreme instructions with clarity and direction. He himself has given us great impartation on a very be 